0: Uh huh. Mm, day number 46 in triple digits. Ah. Gonna be 102 today. I hope you're ready for that. Good morning, San Antonio. 507. So good to be back. Had a great time in Alaska. Way up north. Way up north. Hey, it was an Alaska cruise, and it never got over 55. Not even one time didn't get over 55 up there must have,
1: uh, must have been a shock to your sister
0: oh man I you, and i was talking to greg and everybody while i was up there and you know <clears throat> they kept saying bottle it and bring it back right bottle it and bring it back no i think i used it all up while i was there yeah took uh, of. gosh it's beautiful I, for so long and i'll tell you more about it as the morning goes on because I, I do want to get to all this news stuff that we got going on but for so long nancy had been telling me you know we own a travel company right And we book a lot of cruises into Alaska. So she had been telling me for a long time, you got to go. You got to take me down south. Down south, they have margaritas and sunshine and string bikinis. Take me down south. And, you know, so I said I never wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And finally, for my mother-in-law being 86 and don't know how much more traveling she's going to be able to do, said, okay, you know, I'm in. Let's go. We did it. So it was awesome. I'm so, if you've ever been on the fence, if you ever thought nah, there's nothing up there for me, yes there is. There's plenty for you to see and plenty for you to do in Alaska. The uh the the, the ground uh, the, the the topography is something like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Totally different. I mean, you know, uh, growing up here in Texas, we have the Texas Hill Country. We think those are mountains. <laughs> 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 we have these red tailed hawks that fly around. We think those are birds of prey. <laughs> Wait until you see a bald eagle right. grab an 18 pound fish out of uh-huh. the water and, yeah. and fly with that 18 pound salmon in his hands. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Wait until you see a big old brown bear or a moose. I was telling Don that the moose up there we we think we have axis deer with big horns here you know got a nice rack Mm -mm. now the moose up there fill up this entire room yeah you bring them in here Mm. and
1: it's as big as this room seriously well over a thousand pounds
0: thousand pounds a child they come out at a thousand pounds (laughs) yeah yeah, you ladies down here they have trouble with seven pound six pound babies try a thousand pound moose next time Stretch, yeah, <laughs> so anyway, it's beautiful. The water was fantastic, you know, we had uh icebergs in the water, mm-hmm. and so, uh so a swimming for
1: the wear family while
0: you were no there. well, you know, you know i th- I thought about it, but you I think you'd make it about five minutes or less with, before yeah. hypothermia seriously before mm-hmm. hypothermia kills you, oh, I'm well aware, <laughs> you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right, Mr. Banger, yeah, you would know. Being from banger and uh, Alaskan king crab and salmon, and I I enjoyed the the salmon, loved it. I I was never a salmon fan, but anyway, loved it. And uh, so now here I am, ready to talk about the news and everything else. Back at
1: it. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to hear that you had a good time.
0: It was a good time. And uh, thanks to Sean for doing the getting up early every day. I see we got a new face across the thing. Jimmy's back. Jimmy was here before. Jimmy's back. We all come back. <laughs> That's the thing about this—about forty, fifty eyes in our road. I don't care how many times you come through here. In fact, when I came back, this time was 1993. I left twice, two other times to put other radio stations on the air. And when I came back in 1993, the owner then called me in his office and said, "Now, damn it, boy, this is home. Stay here." <laughs> Say, "Well, okay, I guess I will." And so Jimmy's back. Jimmy, damn it, boy, this is home. Stay here. All right, good. And Don Cooper's in there, and then Elaine is good. So I think the world is all right. Yeah, we're, we're, doing all, okay. we're all doing fine. So here's my question, and I got a bunch of them this morning. Uh, so the next Mega Millions is tomorrow night, right? And it's going to be $790 million mm-hmm. for Mega Millions. Hey, look, we could get to another billion. We did that once before, I think. Right. And so $790 million for tomorrow night uh, because they've had 27 consecutive drawings without somebody winning. This has been going on for quite some time why don't they just break that up into 791 million dollar winners would anybody complain about winning a million bucks doesn't that make more sense if you've got 790 million dollars to give away why don't you give away a million dollars to 790 winners instead of one you know well, 100 you know, 790
1: that's not sexy
0: well, I know it's not sexy, but it's practical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like my, yeah. it's like my well, jeans. Know, my jeans aren't very sexy, but yeah.
1: they're damn practical. <laughs> well, you've lived in America your whole life. You know how it is. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a thought. You Winner know? takes it all. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I get it. You know, I suppose if I were to win tomorrow night, and I, uh, you know, it's now close enough to me, you know, buy a ticket and lose some money. Right. But most players uh, uh, choose the cash option, and that's going to be, well, uh, for Friday's drawing, it would have been $464 million in cash. So I don't know what tomorrow is going to give you as far as cash is concerned. So, right. And in here, I there's a video of a bunch of black women beating on each other in, at Disney World, and uh, this is interesting. Uh, this happened last week. There mm-hmm. was a fight over a line. Did you all talk about the, the line fight at Disney World?
1: Y- no. You believe we did. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to uh, bring that up a little bit later on. Were were there
1: any fights on the cruise ship as you made your way through? (laughs) Are you kidding?
0: (laughs) First of all, it's an Alaskan cruise, so the young people were very few on there. But there were a few. There were very few, you know. Uh, They were either sitting at a bar drunk or too tired. and That, too. Or yep. too tired. People, I think, were in their cabins by about 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, crashed out after climbing rocks and looking for, you yeah. know, you take, carry... All about fresh air. Uh, fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, looking for bear and all that kind of stuff. You go to bed early. So, no, uh-uh, there weren't any fights.
1: No fisticuffs.
0: But I remember this story coming up, and now there's new video out this morning of about a dozen black chicks beating on a dozen black chicks in front of uh, It's a Small World. I mean, you know, we're... Again, a round of applause. Mm-hmm. 24 black chicks fighting in front of us a small world yes it it's it's uh, eerily reminiscent of the fight at the golden corral a couple of months ago over the one stake that was left and they broke everything at the golden corral well now they're trying to break everything in front of it's a small world way to go guys hey keep it classy over there at disney world okay you guys are doing a great job you're classy uh-huh <laughs> there's shawanda and Shanika.
1: <laughs> and here's the thing about those Disney mascots and costumes. Uh-huh. They make horrible referees.
0: Oh, they do, yeah. They really do. But um, it's a hell of a fight, I'll tell you that. There's yeah. stuff flying everywhere and it's, snot and everything.
1: It's hard to fulfill your duties as a bouncer when you're dressed up like Goofy the Giant It Dog. really is. Yeah. It'd be tough to do.
0: Well, nobody, you know, it's like, you know, Cinderella walks over and says, please break it up. Flop! <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella like, gets it, it across. Hit you
1: with my glass slipper.
0: Right. Um, They were going to have the meeting uh, last week to fire Pete Arredondo. You know, he and all those other cops that stood around with their fingers and their uh, whatevers and didn't do anything to save those children. And they were going to have the meeting on Saturday to fire him. And, of course, they put that off. And now they're going to have it apparently tonight and fire Pete Arredondo tonight. We shall see. Uh, Let's drag our feet as long as we can. And let's not do anything as long as we can, hoping that the media is going to go away. Well, I'll just tell you this. As long as this media boy is sitting here watching what happened and what I saw happen with my own eyes on this videotape over in uh, Uvalde, it's not going to go away, y'all. I mean, play all your silly little games about trying to run out the clock. Uh, I'm not going to let the clock run out. I'm going to continue to bring it up until there's real effectual change that happens there in Uvalde, but also with all of the other schools. Our children are just too important for us to play the typical political game of run the clock out. And we're not going to do it around here. We're going to talk about this until there's uh, changes that happen, and uh, and, and air, firing Arredondo is the first change that must happen. And these other cops who were too afraid to protect those children, and that's clear on that video, all of them need to be fired as well, with the exception of the husband and the daddy. Those guys were trying to get in there. They were trying to say they're in one case wife and another case their child. Both of them are dead. Both of the the children are the children and the wife are dead. And uh, those guys should keep their jobs. The rest of them, fire them all. Get rid of all of them. They stood around. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. We talked about this before I went on vacay. And I can't believe it's still going on. Here we are. That was in May. That was the end of May that that happened. Here we are headed into August. And they're still fiddle-farting around with what they want to do about this. And they've known this all along, by the way. this is the, Their their inaction down there is not something that is shocking to them uh, they're well aware of that we have an update on the president's condition hey um is it covid or cancer or both now he told us that he had cancer he said it in massachusetts i've got cancer and then the next day the white house says he has covid and now they're talking about what kind of covid and all that well i'm going to get into that specifically here in a couple of seconds when we get back from the break but what happened to the cancer story did Anybody follow up on it? Was there any further discussion about his cancer? What kind of cancer? What stage is it? How long has he got? What's his treatment? What kind of treatment is he taking for his cancer? Did any of that come out last I, week? I
1: don't think he was even off the stage before the White House was backtracking on that. What did so they say? He doesn't have cancer.
0: They said he doesn't have cancer. <laughs> no. Then why the hell would the man stand on the stage and say, I've got cancer?
1: Your guess is as good as mine.
0: That's uh, You know, do you actually say, I've got cancer, when you don't have cancer? Who, who says that? A man with dementia? Or Alzheimer's? Or what? Who says, I've got cancer when you really don't have cancer? Who does that?
1: Apparently the president. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently Joe Biden.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So he doesn't have cancer, but he does have COVID. Mm -hmm. And the White House officially said he does not have cancer. Right. Unbelievable. Just, you know, that... Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not so unbelievable since we're dealing with Joe Biden. Maybe it's completely believable that he doesn't have cancer, even though he said he has cancer. He never had any kind of, you know, corn pop is made up. His going into uh, South Africa and rescuing Nelson Mandela, breaking him out of prison, completely made up. Being the one millionth rider on Amtrak is completely made up. Is Does he ever tell the truth? Ever. <laughs> is he, no you know, well, it's no hard to, is the it's answer hard,
1: it's often hard to tell
0: it, he does you not know. tell the truth right. and so once again another lie from el presidente joe biden he does not have cancer even though he told the, the entire world and i watched it while i was on the ship i have cancer from <laughs> window cleaning fluid <laughs> Yeah, it's Joe. 210-599-5555. How's his COVID doing? We'll talk about that and more. Trey Ware, KTSA. Uh, It's 522. Thanks for making this San Antonio and Texas' number one early morning talk show. Appreciate you. Appreciate our team and all that they do. Appreciate you listening. uh, at, At this Ungodly crazy hour. <laughs> so, thank you very much for doing that and making us number one. And Warren Rima is on pace and coming right along as well. And thank you very much. 210 599 5555. President Biden's current predominant COVID 19 symptom is a sore throat. He's using an asthma inhaler for his cough, according to his doctor from last night. He completed his third day of Paxlovid last night. Dr. Kevin O'Connor wrote His runny nose, cough, and body aches have diminished. His voice remains deep. His oxygen saturation is good. His symptoms will continue to be treated supportively with oral hydration, acetaminophen, and the albuterol uh, inhaler that he uses is needed for occasional cough. He will continue low dose aspirin as an alternative type of blood thinner. Well, what this shows, first of all, all this BS that he put the world through on on Max Vax and you got to be Max Vax or you get fired and all that, and all the trouble we're having now because of that getting people to come to work or they fired a bunch of people they fired a bunch of airline workers they fired a bunch of first responders they fired a bunch of people in the healthcare industry all for naught because he's got it and the fact of the matter is it's over this is now relegated to one of those diseases that we have with us consistently on a regular basis it just comes back every once in a while i love the flu i love the cold he's at 79 he's in a high risk age group he's handling it well. Now, I wish him well. I want him to have a rapid recovery so that he can begin his retirement as soon as possible and enjoy it. And so far, his case is high-profile evidence that this pandemic is over. It's gone. It's history. Now, what that means is no mandates, not for mass masking and so on, not even for mass vaccination. This has become a background threat, like so many others are a background threat, whether you're talking the flu or a cold or whatever. But yet San Diego and Cedar Rapids schools, they have mandates back, mass mandates back for the kids. Los Angeles, close to ordering public indoor masking at all public indoor venues in, in Los Angeles. Federal health authorities recommending under 12s get jabbed, even though the actual scientists are quitting in protest because there's no scientific basis to give anybody under 12 a jab and if you do you're crazy you're crazy this is a non-fda approved vax. now governor kathy Hokel up in new york is ordering mass transit commuters to mask up mass do not do squat kids are low risk the elderly and immunocompromised are by far the most vulnerable and staying current on their vaccinations means that their risk are entirely manageable and we never ever should have made toddlers mask up that's insanity case rates no longer mean anything just stop giving the case rates because they don't mean anything anymore hospitalization rates mean very little the only rate that means anything is if you see a huge spike in deaths and you are not you're seeing zero deaths these days which means it's like a flu. It's like a cold. That's what it is. Do not let this control your life anymore. They uh, Politicians want to continue to c- control your life, particularly up in New York. Mayor Eric Adams up, up there revealed this weekend on Saturday they have fired more than 200 additional city employees for refusing to get vaccinated for COVID. The total number that they fired recently, 1,752, that's on top of the 1,500 that they fired back in February, including 500 firefighters. That's just, look, it's insanity. The president is 79. He's in a high-risk group. We know he's not in good health. We know his mental state is unstable. We know all of those things. Those are just pure facts. But he seems to be dealing perfectly well with this covid situation and so all these mandates and all this masking and all this firing if you don't do this and you don't do that you're going to get fired it's all for naught and it always uh, was for naught and we said that back at that time over and over again there never was a reason to fire somebody because they refused to take the vaccine never was but yet people bought off on the whole fear ran around with their hair on fire freaked out about all of it and look where it is the president who pushed it, who said on a number of occasions last year, and I went through and I found all the audio. Number of occasions last year, if you got the shot, you're not going to get COVID. If you get the shot, you're not going to get COVID. Well look who's got COVID. The president has COVID. And apparently he thought he had cancer. Twenty twenty four can't get here soon enough. Oh, by the way, I've got some I got some info on twenty twenty four. And another frightening move by China. You know, when China owns the president's son, the president is likely to do things that are very favorable for China. And I don't think you're gonna like this latest move by the president to help China out here in the United States. It's pretty stunning. It has to do with your food and it has to do with a prime military base. I got that for you coming up as well. Trey Ware, K T S A. All right, 536 now, 550 KTSA, FM one. the Trayware page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555. Back from Alaska, the frozen tundra. It's still cold up there, guys, and I don't want to hear all this uh, global warming is ruining our... No, it's still cold. It was uh, 55 for the high. It's going to be even colder this week uh, up there. And, uh, yes, ice melts uh, during the summer, and that's been going on for a billion or so years, something like that. I'm really concerned, Don, when, about this story that you've been playing this morning. I know the other stations have had it on this morning. And, by the way, thank you for making this the number one early morning talk show in Texas and right here in San Antonio as well for getting up with us at 5 a.m. Really appreciate that. And we're Rhyme is on track to do some great things, too. But this is the number one show, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh, our crew that works every morning on this and to you guys for listening. I, this this thing is just troubling, this this robot that broke this 7-year-old dude's
1: finger yeah
0: playing chess
1: playing chess over in russia yeah
0: and uh so the the player seven years old reaches to make a move and apparently the the robot didn't like the move nope grabs the finger breaks the finger on the Mm seven-year-old and um this is the problem this is the problem with ai Mm -hmm. this is exactly what elon warned us about he said you better get ai under control before it controls you Mm -hmm. and this is the type of thing that well, Terminator and all the other movies—it's it, movies coming to life. So what's happening.
1: Apparently, the kid jumped into move too soon, and the robot wasn't quite ready for that. <laughs> broke his finger. He grabbed the hold of the kid's finger and broke it.
0: You know, it's like the 1800s when you had the guys that would pull a gun out at a poker match. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, much. "Hey, that's not your move, yeah. boy." You know. So the seven-year-old, I guess he's going to be okay. They put his finger back together and put a, you know, put him in a splint and all that kind of stuff. What do you do with the robot, though?
1: Breaking it. seven-year-old fingers. <laughs> Un- unplug it. That's right. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're going apparently, but there's. <laughs> that's right
0: <laughs> unplug it damn just thing just unplug it right
1: <laughs> put it in the corner with the rest of the old hard drives that don't work any longer I and mean, do not
0: go to break his finger back
1: no right you know it's like you can slap it on the hand ah, and have it let, let loose of the kid's finger it's care. not going to happen slap his hand he'll grab yours before you even get right. close to
0: slapping it yeah so that's the issue that's the problem but uh, breaking a seven-year-old's finger while they're playing, uh, it, it does not pretend well for our future with these guys. Not at all. Which makes me wonder, all these guys that have uh, given up on love and sex with real human beings and they're now having love and sex with robots, I'm telling you guys, it's only a matter of time. Stuff's going to get
1: broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You don't want a robot grabbing a hold of some pretty uh, important uh, parts. Uh, but... <laughs>
0: Nope, a bad idea. That's a
1: really bad hey, idea. You know that'll put a crimp in your day.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, probably your entire <laughs> life. Explain that one at the emergency
1: room. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, Hilda, you know, yeah, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, I, nah, I've, I've just, heard enough stories. I
0: don't even want to know.
1: <laughs> don't even. want So, but uh, anyway, <laughs> after I guess the robot after grabbed the kid's finger, it said checkmate to <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and I will never lose another match. Yeah, that's it. All right. So when China owns the president's son, China can dope Pretty much whatever China wants to do, and China is doing exactly that. China has now sunk their teeth into U.S. farmland, and the firms that are tied to China own 192,000 agricultural acres in in the United States. That's right, you heard me: 192,000 agricultural acres in the U.S. worth 1.9 billion dollars. Purchased 300 acres in North Dakota, 20 minutes from a military base. Say what? China. They just bought 300 acres in North Dakota, 20 minutes from a military base. The Chinese-based food processor Fufang, Fufang Group, plans to build a corn milling plant on the newly acquired 300 acres of land in Grand Forks, North Dakota. You folk in the Air Force know the importance of Grand Forks, North Dakota. 20 minutes west to Grand Forks Air Force Base. Some of the nation's most sensitive drone and communications uh, technologies are based right there. Chinese efforts to infiltrate sensitive U.S. De- defense installations. Again, when China owns the president's son, China can do anything they want to do. They've added to its nearly 200,000 acres of U.S. agricultural land. I-, I had breakfast with some very dear friends yesterday morning, and they were talking about how China, you know, and in, in, in the emergency declaration that the president wants to make over food in America and let China, you know, supply our food and Saudi Arabia supply our energy. When we have all these great uh, natural reserves that are our own, we have plenty of oil in our country to take care of ourselves. We have plenty of farmland in this country to take care of ourselves. And yet this president, because he is beholden to China, because China made his son very wealthy, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. China made his son very wealthy, so it's payback time, baby. So what we're going to do is we're going to crash the energy industry. We're going to turn to Saudi Arabia for our energy. China makes all the solar panels and those windmills that last week while I was out were bursting into flames across the country because they were getting too hot. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? When you need electricity to cool your home, the windmills are getting too hot and they're blowing up. Thank you, China. And all this money is flowing into China from us while we are suffering in our country. This does not have to be this way, and we're suffering in the United States. Now, this move here at Grand Forks is giving China unprecedented access to the goings-on at the Air Force Base. They have a space networking center there that's been characterized as the backbone of all U.S. military communications across the globe, according to CNBC. So explain that one to me. Who who thought it's a good idea to build or let China build a food processing plant on 200,000 acres of land 20 minutes away from the backbone of all U.S. military communications across the globe? Do you really think they're concerned about corn? Do you really think they're there to harvest corn? Really? Really? No, you know as well as I do, they are there for one reason and one reason only. They want to listen to what's going on with all U.S. military communications across the globe. That's why they are on that piece of land. And who is the big dummy in Washington, D.C. that said it's okay? Well, has to be okay because China owns the president's son. That's why they're able to make these unprecedented moves and basically take us over from the inside. When you own the president's son in cash... And all kinds of things that they could bribe the president's son with. Well, the president's not going to let his son go down. You know that. So whatever we got to do to make China happy. Experts now arguing the Fang property is located at just the right location for the company to intercept communications coming from the Air Force base there. Some of the most sensitive elements of Grand Forks exist with the digital uplinks and downlinks inherent with unmanned, uh, unmanned air systems and their interaction with space-based assets. Which means if we're relying on space, like satellites and whatever, for our defense purposes, China's right there, right at our back door, to listen to every word that comes and goes in and out of that Air Force base. Thank you, Joe, for compromise, and thank you, Hunter, for compromising Joe, and thank you, Joe, for compromising the health and safety of the United States of America. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. All right, 550 KTSA. If you'd like to say the pledge, we'd love to have you do it at 210-599-5555. Or a little bit later on today, get everybody in the office together, and you can email it to me, Trey at KTSA.com, T-R-E-Y at KTSA.com. But we'll put you in the rotation. Love to have you uh, do our pledge for us as well, as we do it twice a day, keeping the uh, dream of the United States of America alive. That's what we do. And thank you for making us the number one early morning talk show in san antonio really appreciate that well actor jason momoa aquaman involved in a head-on crash involving a motorcyclist on los angeles area highway over the weekend according to the california highway patrol the aquaman and game of thrones actor was uh, driving along one of the roads in calabasas california uh, on sunday yesterday morning 21 year old man on a motorcycle crossed the center line smashed head-on into the 1970 Ozmobile. Okay, 1970 Oldsmobile is nothing more than 5,000-plus pounds of a hunk of metal. That's all that is. California Highway Patrol said the motorcyclist at uh, the left front side of Momoa's car, ejected from the motorcycle. Uh, Momoa got out of his car to help the motorcyclist flag down a passing driver. Call 911. Momoa was not injured. The motorcyclist was taken to an area hospital for minor non-life-threatening injuries. How in the world? So God was on your side on that one, buddy. But, man, that's, you know, crossing the center line into the path of a 1970 Oldsmobile. Uh, that's going to kill you every time. So you better find out why God wants you here, because clearly he did not want you to come home. <laughs> he clearly wants you here. Jennifer Lopez is naked again. Yesterday she uh, got naked to, to uh, her birthday suit to launch her latest business venture, J-Lo Body by J-Lo Beauty. She said, I am the age I am. She's 53. I feel amazing. She turned 53 yesterday. I feel amazing and happier than ever. She got married last week in one of those drive through ceremonies in Las Vegas. I feel like I'm just at my halftime right now and just getting started. She said, we give all this care and attention to the skin on our face, but we sometimes neglect the body. It was important uh, for me to create a skin care routine for the body to address its specific and unique needs, and we started with the booty because where else you going to start with the body than the booty? And that's
1: what she did. What's this called again? J- J-Lo? J-Lo
0: by beauty. j by beauty. And she posed naked for the... She did. But see, you're not really naked if you're not showing anything. Now, her booty's showing. The booty's right. naked. But everything else, there's no, you know, there's no boobs or, oh, yeah. or you know, all of that. None of that. It's all, all that's covered. It's like a side shot. Right. But there is one shot. Yeah,
1: looking at the, the images right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm hoping she opens a new business every day. Just... <laughs>
0: well, that's, because that's, that's how, that's how you get publicity, right? <laughs> yeah. The next business I open, I'm going to go naked.
1: You're just going to pose new. I'm going to,
0: because that's what gets the attention like for the Like a side business. shot like yes. j
1: doing Showing your butt to the camera. Yeah, exactly. All right.
0: It worked for her.
1: Well, we'll see how this goes for you.
0: (laughs) People, you know, know. people gave her all types of... Would talk show hosts across America be talking about my booty if I I went naked? What do you think, Elaine? What are your thoughts? Elaine says, I'm not talking. I'm not getting in on this one.
1: She She, wants nothing to do with it. She went on to
0: explain that she just had to make a booty bomb. (laughs) That's what she said. I just had to make a booty bomb. Say that five times, will you? I had to make a booty bomb, had to make a booty bomb, had to make a booty
1: bomb. It's also the title of one of the songs in our next album. That's right. I want to
0: flaunt. I want you to flaunt your best ass-ets.
1: Well, <laughs> <No>, that's clever.
0: <laughs> How long did it take you to come without J-Lo? <laughs> yes, I said ass-ets. Oh, man. And I want you to feel great doing so. And, of course, she married Ben Affleck uh, speaking of ass (laughs) it's a booty bomb on him that's right I I hear he's a real ass so there you go so maybe they deserve each other maybe she can maybe she can straighten him out give him some booty bomb maybe she should eat it like ice cream at night (laughs) the bomb the bomb
1: Don your head went right there (laughs) come on the bomb we're gonna scoop out a huge (laughs) bowl of booty bomb (laughs) Before bedtime. <laughs> uh, yeah, They're sitting there in bed watching Jimmy Kimmel uh, with a couple right. of spoons. Eating <laughs> He's a-, a
0: booty bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had your nightly dose of booty uh, bomb? No, I'll pass that.
1: Uh, Bill
0: Shatner says that Gene Roddenberry would not be happy with all these versions of Star Trek that's going around. I bet he wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, probably
0: not. From what we understand, Roddenberry, during the years of Star Trek, he kept an iron fist on the production and how that was that was his baby that was how it was supposed to go uh who was supposed to play who and how they were supposed to be and so on and then uh when the others started to come along uh roddenberry of course was kind of pushed to the side Mm -hmm. when you started to talk about the next generation from 87 to 94 they hurried up to get him out of the picture he died in 91 and the producers of Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Enterprise and uh, you know all that, the whole Star Trek universe, they just went crazy. And it's almost as if they did it to spite Gene Roddenberry, according to according to Bill Shatner. Now he's yeah. in a position to know, right? Right, because he knew Roddenberry very well, obviously. And he says, with the new series today, the episodes are spinning off in the areas that Gene would never have allowed. Uh, Star Trek uh, and the uh, TV director Jonathan Frakes also recently acknowledged that uh, the episodes that Picard had directed would have been in direct opposition to anything that Roddenberry would have
1: ever allowed mm, to be done. Yeah, Not up to par as far as Jim no. Roddenberry's concerned. Well,
0: they really do suck. <laughs> you know, if you don't know the truth. Uh, you know, I, I think
1: I watched a couple of episodes of The, the Next Generation when it came out in the 80s. Yeah. But, you know, I enjoyed the original series so much yeah. as, a, as a child that I just couldn't fathom watching this new one. Right. I, out of curiosity, I watched a couple and it just... died. Like Deep Space and all that? I didn't even watch that. It was no. the, the Next Generation. 87 was when that came out and mm-hmm. I, I a few episodes in and i was checked out we that. did
0: around our house but m- mainly because nancy loves john luke picard's voice mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know why wouldn't you? shakespearean actor yeah.
1: you know, classy sounding guy
0: uh, make it so number one you know that kind of she loves that but other than that
1: what about his hairdo did you like that as yeah, yeah she
0: she really kind of likes that on men yeah you uh you know you guys got an advantage I'm telling you right now <laughs>
1: I can I can get you on par with the rest of us. Really I had quick.
0: breakfast with a bald man yesterday and all the waitresses were looking right at him. Yeah. Not even once did
1: I get a glance. It Not happens. even once. Right.
0: Like, Hello, here I sit. What what am I?
1: Chop liver, what am I? I they, there? they do that to me too, but usually just like cover that up. It's like <laughs> Rudolph the red nosed reindeer with it's that a little we you know, over
0: here, right, guys? All right. Uh, Donald Trump is number one. I know Adam Kinzinger is telling you that he's irrelevant, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's the quote from, from on ABC over the weekend.
0: Well, what we have here is something completely different that shows him with an enormous lead among Republicans. So if this is irrelevance, then Donald Trump is saying, please give me more irrelevance, because I'm going to tell you more about that after the top of the hour. Ron DeSantis pulls on scripture uh, to talk about where he's going in the future and what's going to be uh, going on. Donald Trump wants to continue to drain the swamp. So I'm going to tell you more about that. And our governor goes after the mayor of New York in a really good way. We'll talk about that coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. Morning News with Trey Ware, uh-huh. now on FM 1071. So good to be back in God's country.
1: Hey, Don Morgan. Yes, sir? Are you queer? Uh, It depends on who you ask. Okay. But... I'm asking you. No.
0: Well, according to the Thor director... Uh, a, <laughs> a lot of
1: times. But...
0: <laughs> according to the Thor director, we're all queer, so... I'll uh, I'll explain. I'll get into that story okay. a little bit later on. Yeah. I just had to ask you if you were, because he says we all are. I know I'm not. <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not. I know what the, I know what this boy likes mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not that.
1: Well, according to past behaviors, I can say I probably probably don't fall not into either, that, yeah. You know.
0: Right, yes, exactly. Yeah, I've seen your wife, she's a beautiful lady. Yeah. She is a lady. She is a woman, and that's been confirmed. So no, you're not but anyway the, the thor director says we all are and we'll talk about that a little bit later um it was great to go away um great thank you by the way everybody for filling in and doing it to uh, sean and everybody for doing you know holding down the fort uh thank you for making us the number one talk show in san antonio the early show here i appreciate that very much thank you thank you thank you um <clears throat> so I go to go on Alaskan cruise. Nancy has been talking to me for years about doing I've been saying, no, I want to go to the Caribbean, the Caribbean only. Caribbean's gotten a little bit boring, but they still have margaritas and string bikinis. But And none of that exists up there,
1: by the yeah. way. Well, they so. have string bikinis, but... Yeah,
0: right. And so, anyway, I, you know, she finally talked me into it. She, you know what she said? She said, you have to do this when you're still young enough that you can. I said, that's an old fart cruise. You know, you don't want to go on an old fart cruise. She said, no, 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 you don't understand. You've got to be, you've got to have physicality because you're chasing moose and bear. I said, no, any chasing a bears going to be going on as a bear's going to be chasing me. He's going to be at my backside. I ain't chasing no bear nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. And we started out in uh, Seattle. Because we spent a night in Seattle, and that's long enough for me. is uh, a night turn. It was about a week, you know, in Seattle. Uh, first place I had been to in America. You
1: didn't, you didn't enjoy the, you know, the the overpowering odor of uh, you know raw seafood and marijuana. Let me tell you, man, the air. it's
0: everywhere. <laughs> See, you making
1: a joke? No, I know it's true. It's there, man.
0: It's the first place I've been to where the the air smells like a Willie Nelson Fourth of July picnic. Really? I'm like, where's Willie? He's got to be ready to play here any minute now because <laughs> it's just everywhere. You can smell, smell like a 1977 Kiss concert at the right? Freeman Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, whoo, contact high everywhere you went. And it, and it's real obvious, too, because a lot of the guys, they're running along, and they they just come, you know, they're in a hurried pace or whatever, and they come walking by you, and it's all over them. You're right. So it's like, whoo, baby, who are you going to hide that from? Mm. So Seattle has its own, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty place. Pikes, mm-hmm. uh, Pikes Market is, a, you know, a lot of fun. I think it's crazy to, to go in there and get in the middle of all that running around. But it was fun to go to Pikes and see what was the the deal. Watch them throw fish. That's what's big up there. Is, is yep. you, did you duck the fish? Of course, you know. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And uh, but yeah, I mean they have the pod dispensaries are on the corner and they've grown the plant so you can actually get the stuff to smoke. You which can go, I
1: don't do. You can go pick your own plant. You can pick your own plant. <laughs> it goes some, you know, some places you can pick out the lobster you want, hey, you go there. It's true. It's true. It's kind of like going to Lowe's
0: and picking out your potted plant you're going to put on the deck for the summer. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Right. But you're picking it out for you know, killing it and eating it later. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or smoking it or whatever you want to do. It. They do have edibles. How do I know this because it set it on the door? I never went in, but they got it painted all over the doors, and there 's one on almost every corner.
1: remember the days where you would just put that stuff in? people would just put that in a brownie or something. Oh, I do you know now they got it in everything yeah
0: yeah, yeah. see that didn 't exist. My first radio gig because I was working at a straight up classic country station And mm-hmm. a you know it was Longnecks, and that was it that 's all those boys right. knew Lone Star Longnecks, but then when I left and got into contemporary hit radio. And I was over at Kono for a while. A guy brought in cookies one night. And I said, you know, it looked like you mowed the front yard. (laughs) What's what's in them cookies? He said, take a bite. I said, I don't think so.
1: You rolled around (laughs) the bottom of your hamster
0: cage. St. Augustine is not my deal, you know. Right. uh, So anyway, yeah, there's just lots of that that, that's up there. Lots of homeless. Man, you think we have a homeless condition here? Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw, by the way, while I was out of town, that Bobby Beast was stabbed by a homeless man in Los Angeles while filling up his truck at a service station. Mm -hmm. Bobby Beast, uh, known him for years, race car driver, uh, well-known in the Midwest uh, driving midgets and sprint cars and became uh, a guy who drove in NASCAR and stuff like that. 37 years old, filling up his vehicle and was attacked while doing that. We had a woman here attacked at River Center uh, restroom, last. 70-year-old woman knifed in in the restroom here. But apparently they've got a big problem in Seattle with these homeless people just walking up, and they pull out a knife, and they start stabbing you, just out of clear blue. For no reason at all, you're not doing anything. You could just literally, Don, you pass them on the street or you pass them through like a crosswalk, and they just reach over and just let you have it with a knife for no reason and you're like okay wow welcome to seattle um there is also a star it's true there's a starbucks on every corner uh there's all kinds of amazon employees for obvious reasons the people of um of seattle the 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 lifers like i'm a lifer in san antonio the lifers up there not really happy with uh, amazon because amazon kind of grew from there obviously that's where they started and and you know hugest corporation in the world and gave them a globe with plants inside the globe. They basically gave them a greenhouse as a thank you. And so the taxi drivers are like, yeah, look, we built Amazon, this gigantic thing that you know owns the world now, yeah. and they gave us this stupid greenhouse. The over geranium
1: there. over here in the corner. <laughs> <much>. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> so, well, that's what you get, you know. And Starbucks headquarters and everything else is there. Right. Um, if you ever want to go to Alaska, do it and enjoy it because it's something that is just it's it's, it really is one of the coolest things you'll ever see in your life yeah when you see the the bald eagle fly and something we've never seen here we have red tail uh you know uh birds here that we think that they're birds of prey red tail hawks that we have here we think they're birds of prey that's nothing that's child's play compared to those bald eagles up there Um, we, we don't have any bears around here, per se, really. I mean, you know, you're going to work real long and hard to try to find a bear yeah, around I've, here. I've not seen one. No. So. But uh, they're on every street corner up there. It's like they're sitting there smoking a cigarette <laughs> with their arms <laughs> yeah. across. Got a stogie <laughs> <a>, going. <laughs> seriously. Got, a, got an old Willie Nelson hat on, you yeah. know. It's like there's, there's another bear smoking a cigar.
1: Smoking a cigar while digging through a
0: dumpster. Seriously, they're everywhere. Yeah. And uh, moose, you know, they're everywhere, too. Mm, right. Uh, I did not know this. Because, as we all know, I'm Archie, right? So I'm so clean-cut and American kid and all that. Uh, I I had no idea there were bordellos on every street
1: corner in Alaska. (laughs) Yeah, leftover from the old gold mining days. Yes, sir.
0: Yes. So there was dollies in Ketchikan, and there's uh, the Red Onion uh, up in Skagway, which we went to the Red Onion, and fantastic food, uh, great little bar, and then for 20 bucks, they take you on a tour through the Bardello, which has not changed. All they did was they took the walls down between the rooms because the rooms were very small. The beds were very small, and that was to just the act was just to be quick and next, right. next, yeah. you know. Uh, Jiffy Lou Boyle changed. Here you go. In, in and out, real <laughs> fast, you know. <laughs> we don't want you staying. <laughs> want to standing like that time. Oh, man. Take 5. <laughs> yep. You know. You're out of here. Yeah, and uh and and they had this great girl do the whole tour who uh, dressed up like that and talked like that from that period. Mm-hmm. So, come to think of it, I mean, you know, those miners are up there and yeah, you know. So,
1: far from home, who's going to know?
0: <laughs> well, apparently nobody. And uh they have and I'm a historian kind of guy and I just love that and I look at the pictures of the streets from that time and all that yeah. just very very cool. And then it's gorgeous. So much of that land has not been touched, you know. And I remember when they built out here in Stone Oak and they took some very beautiful land out here 281-1604 and north of there, and that was all covered in trees and knocked down all the trees and built all those homes, you know, homes every two feet all through that whole Stone Oak area and created all the traffic issues and everything we had up there. I remember when they did all that, and I was like, do you have to put a home on every square inch of land and-, and to finally go somewhere where they didn't do that and have a commitment to not mm-hmm. do that, right. which is up in Alaska? Mm-hmm. And then salmon everywhere. You haven't lived until you see a bear catch salmon in the air by Mm -hmm. his mouth, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm not a salmon fan. Always thought it tasted fishy, and I don't like fish that taste fishy. Well, I went to a salmon bacon. It was awesome. Ate plenty of salmon and and rice and beans, the whole
1: thing. They know how to do it up
0: there. They really do, on an open flame. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So if you ever have thought about it and thought, nah, nah, it's not my thing, I guarantee it's your thing. You should do it. Yeah. While you still can, don't mm-hmm. wait. You're thinking it's an old fart thing. It's really not. You got to do it while you can still move around. No,
1: you have to have a real sense of adventure. You do. Go up there and check that you
0: out. You really do. Now, my 86 yeah. year old mother in law did fine. She did fine. She was tired when we got her back here. But she did fine up there. But, I mean, she, you
1: know. Yeah, she also caught a salmon in Michigan.
0: She did. Bang! With, with her like mouth. That. It was awesome. <laughs> with her mouth. Yeah. so yeah. The video was fantastic. <laughs> She's an awesome woman in all respects. So I was impressed. The- <laughs> I tell you. I'll send you the rest of the videos. <laughs> she wrestled a bear and won. Hey, there you go. You know? So, anyway, uh, good to be back. But if you ever thought about going to Alaska... Way up north, go, because it's well worth it. You'll have a great time, I
1: promise Excellent. you. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. It's great. Yeah, Great memories.
0: And it's going to be back. I see there's still a lot of news that's going on. I've got this news about Donald Trump. I know you've got uh, Adam Kinzinger who says that he is uh, Trump is irrelevant now. Well, if this is irrelevant, then Trump's going to want some more relevancy. (laughs) This thing that he did over the weekend, the numbers that came out of it are stupendous. So we'll tell you more about that coming up as well. 210-599-5555. My friends, Amogee Bank, I missed talking about them for a week. I love talking about Amogee. David McGee is one of my favorite people on planet Earth. He's a sweetheart of a man, but he's also put together an incredible family-run organization at Amogee Bank. Family is what it's all about at Amogee Bank whether it's your personal family business like you know bank cards and and checking accounts and things of that nature that you really have to have for your family or if you like nancy and i with the travel company if you've got a family-run business having amigee help you with your family-run business will help your family-run business be all the success that it can be watch it grow i mean seriously with the, the business advice and then the money and the backing that amigee can give you It's going to be amazing to watch what happens with your family-run business. There are a bunch of people over there that are from families, right? And so family is number one for Amogee Bank. Again, for your family banking, but also if you own a family-run business and you want it to be a big success, and who doesn't? Amogee is here to help you with all that as well. They got more than 80 branch locations around, and of course they're big branches right away of 281. That's N.A., member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Gonna be sunny and hot today with a high of 102, day 46, triple digits, by the way. We're gonna hit the record of 59 straight days. We'll see. 78 right now, KTSA. 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, so um Adam Kinzinger, the you know the the faux Republican who is on this January sixth committee, which is such a farce. uh That deal they did the other night is just completely a farce. But uh, the whole thing has been a farce, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple of minutes. But uh, Kinzinger and and Don has the sound in his newscast at the top and bottom of the hour saying that Donald Trump is irrelevant these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, They had Charlie Kirk's uh, event this past weekend, and that's one where young conservatives get together, right? And Donald Trump was the keynote speaker, came out throwing the ball caps, rock star status all over again. People loving him, and uh, he's got a 60-point lead over his closest competitor, according to Trafalgar Group. They did a straw poll at the Turning Point USA Student Action Summit this past weekend, and the attendees were asked who they'd vote for if Trump and six other candidates were in contention for the nomination in 2024. Trump, 79% of responses. 79% of these young people at Turning Point said they're going to go for Donald Trump. Followed by Ron DeSantis, DeSantis about uh, 19 or so percent, somewhere along in there. Christine Noem was number three with like 1%. Mike Pompeo, Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pence all under 1%. So you've, you've got three leading names, and by far the leader is Donald Trump. They were also asked how they would vote if Trump chose not to launch a presidential bid, and they provided nine, nine options as candidates and found that DeSantis was the clear favorite, 87% went for Ron DeSantis. I love the man. I think he's absolutely awesome. I told you that a couple of years ago. been watching him grow as a politician, as a person, as a governor and executive office, and he would be a fantastic, he will be, and not would be, he will be, one day, he will be a fantastic president of the United States, the kind of guy that we need. Uh, But looking at where we are now and where this administration is taking us, we're probably going to need Donald Trump to come back in and break all this up. All this stuff that they're attempting to do, the way that they have ruined the energy business, the way that they have sold off our assets to China, now the, the way that they are begging, uh, and when I say they, uh, this administration, of course, begging people in the Middle East now to give us oil. When we have plenty of oil under our butts as we sit right here, we have enough oil, we have enough food to take care of ourselves. We have plenty of resources. We are resource-rich in the United States of America. But this administration and these nut jobs under Joe Biden, would rather that we be on our knees begging China because they own his son. China owns his son. So anyway, you know, that's that's the deal. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. had the second-highest response at 6%, Cruz at 23 and on down the, the list it went. Donald Trump also, during that speech, said the conservatives have to liberate America's children from sick education system right on. See, this is the kind of stuff that's going to make him real popular in 2024 calling on young conservative activists to help finally and completely smash the radical left corrupt education establishment. He said that the current education regime would rather teach students that men can be pregnant than biblical lessons, he said. He said the current administration or the current educational system is so sick, school prayer is banned, drag shows are allowed, and all sorts of things are happening. He said you can't teach the Bible in school, but you can teach children that America's evil, and that men can get pregnant. A man can get pregnant. Can't even talk about the Bible, but you teach that a man gets pregnant. He's right. He also said you would not trust these people to babysit your children for 20 minutes, and he predicted that America will be in a very sad state if the educational system is not reformed totally. He said it's a matter of national survival if we don't fix this country. It's going to be in a very sad state. He also called on a strict prohibition on uh, racial and sexual teaching in the classroom. He said, our country's never been in a position like this before. Have it all in a short period of time across the United States. We need to implement strict prohibitions on teaching inappropriate racial, sexual, and political material to America's children in any form. And he also pledged to keep men out of women's sports. The nationwide debate about transgender athletes uh, competing in women's sports, keep men out of women's sports, says Donald Trump. This is why you have the radical left in this country. That are trying everything they can do right now to make sure that he does not run again in 2024. New York Times columnist writing over the weekends, Charles Blow, said over the weekend that you need to prosecute Donald Trump in a piece titled "We Can't Afford Not to Prosecute Trump." He's a political predator. With the conclusion of this series of hearings about the January 6th insurrection, has become ever clearer to me that Trump should be charged with multiple crimes. What crimes are you talking about, Mr. Blow? Liz Cheney says the exact same thing. She says we're not finished yet. Trump committed at least two federal crimes. I think we certainly we have uh, not decided yet as committed to uh, you know, going to make criminal uh, referrals. Um, as far as the January 6th committee is concerned, it's a complete and total f- one-sided farce. The two Republicans that are on that committee are as anti-Donald Trump as anybody you're ever going to find. They have only presented one side of this case. There have been no witnesses that have been called for the opposition. There has been no cross-examination by anybody like a Jim Jordan of any of the witnesses that have appeared. The witnesses are very scripted. Most times, it's video that's canned and edited to present one particular side of this thing, not both sides. And um, one of my friends, Molly, from from, uh, The Federalist, and you see her every once in a while on on, uh, Fox News, she's made a real good point of this. With this being all one side, if this makes it into the American jurisprudence system, this was exactly the way our founders, what they fought against. You were there to be able to face your accusers, to question your accusers, to cross-examine witnesses, and to be heard by a jury of your peers. That was the whole idea, because the presumption of innocence was to stay with you as the, the accused. Well, in this case, Donald Trump has not been afforded any of that. There has been no cross-examination of witnesses. There has been no presentation of, of, of the other side. There's been no defense whatsoever that has been put on, and nor is it being allowed in this case. That right there is enough to just disqualify anything, any finding that the January 6th committee puts out. All this is is yet again a third impeachment, a third impeachment trial against Donald Trump, the first two were absolute farces headed up by Pencil Neck, Adam Schiff, and now this is being headed up by a group that just wants to slay Donald Trump. Why? Well, because they know if he gets reelected, all of this crap that they're doing right now in crippling America, destroying our economy, destroying our energy sector, taking our land away from us and giving it to China, all this stuff that they have been undertaking, it all gets reversed with Donald Trump. He's the only man that's got the guts and the you-know-whats to get in there and turn this around and get us back on track as a free-living society and a free republic in this country. But it starts in a few weeks with the November vote and uh, enough people getting out and stopping this. Remember what I've been telling you? I've been telling you this for years. Our biggest threat to this country are liberal Democrats. All Democrats must lose, all of them. Must lose in the upcoming election in November. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Can you,
1: you heard, if you're in the game, then the word. So
0: stroke me.
1: do take no, yeah. Don't take no style. For
0: Major E chord into this. There we go, 639 KTSA, Trey Weir here. Thank you for making this the number one early morning talk show in, uh, in Texas. Appreciate that very much. Uh, right over here is Don. There's Jimmy over there. Right over here is Elaine. And uh, you on the phone at 210-599-5555. Ask Don at the top of the hour if he was queer. But uh, according to the uh, Marvel director of Thor, his name is Teika Watiti. Okay? Teika Watiti. Directed Thor.
1: I can't take a watiti. I don't even. I don't even know what a watiti is.
0: (laughs) I promise you, at least once a day, you're gonna take a watiti. All right, at least once a day to (laughs) remain healthy. It's time to go take a Watiti. It's... <laughs> Didn't you just head that way right? right before the news? Weren't you down there taking a Watiti? <laughs> I'd like to be right about that. <laughs> it's about time yeah. to have a Watiti. A <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning, a Watiti, yeah, Watiti why break. Why anyway, uh, he says that um, the super uh, the critics are saying that, that Thor is too gay. Now, you saw it. Right. Did you think it was too
1: gay? Yeah, Thor himself, No. You know, there were a couple Let's of. Talk ca- about the movie. No, I. You know, there were a, there was like a, a you know, like three minutes somewhere in there, maybe mm-hmm. two minutes, where there were two characters who um, were homosexual and lesbian and, and mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that. But they, you know, was any graphic detail or anything? I was say. there a graphic detail? No.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that's Disney's in the process right now, of grooming a whole generation to make it all acceptable. Like they mm-hmm. just changed the Bippity Boppity Boutique thing, and the, I guess they're going to have eventually. You know. Guys dressed like girls with beards, putting you know hair and makeup on little girls at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, right? I mean, it's 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 all screwed up. They're just groomers right now at this point, and uh, and, and that's what he's doing with these movies. And he's getting criticism. The Watiti's doing it, and he says, but that's that's okay because we're all queer. We're all queer. He's waving off the criticism, saying he's jamming too much gay into his recent films and TV series because he's going as gay as possible with all of them. He's gaying them out, gaying out the TV, gaying out the movies, gay, 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 gay. He says, We're all queer. It's just a matter of degree, just to varying degrees of where we are on the spectrum, I think. But innately, all humans are queer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, When the trailer debuted back in April, many fans were shocked at how much pro-LGBT content was telegraphed in the Thor sequel's promotional material. Some accused the the film as being gay as hell. And he was also thrilled his gay friends were excited by the movie. He said, I'm a gay idol, and it's really cool to be a gay idol, he says, because everybody's queer. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. right there,
1: tells you all you need to know. What's That's that? last comment right there. Oh, that he's an he, idol? He, he's not trying to make any statement for society as a whole. He just wants to be a gay idol. That's exactly you know, what he, he is. He wants, you know, he wants all this notoriety and what have you. Kind of,
0: like, Kind of like, let's just think about it for a second. Madonna... Um, Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. um, Cher. You know, he wants to be another Cher
1: is what he wants, right? Well, you know, you need to have some talent. Yeah.
0: Watiti also recently wrote, directed, and starred in the HBO Max series about gay uh, pirates. Our flag means death, and a second season has been ordered by HBO now of gay pirates.
1: (laughs) well you know a couple, couple of bottles of rum and we start singing songs several bottles of rum then <laughs> i'd see for a few months the old peg leg over there looking
0: for you. <laughs> hello peg leg
1: yeah. i think i'll take a watini yeah. is that a parrot on your
0: shoulder or are you happy to see me that's exactly right, right. Hey, let's see what matt matt are you queer <laughs> let's go to line one over here matt are you queer yeah i'm here are you queer uh Am I queer? Nah, I definitely ain't queer. Well, according yeah, to the director of Thor, gets, we all are. We're all queer. Well, that's not get. It's back when we were a little bit younger, you know, growing up. You called another guy who was queer or gay a queer. That was that was real slanderous towards them. Oh, no, they, that's their term now. And, and I, now, I, yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. see, my whole thing here is we cannot continue to support these corporations that are also turning this, this whole country apart. And Disney is one of them. Yep. Big time. I mean, no, I'm that serious. I mean, Disneyland—it's pedal land. Stop going. Yeah. Well, I look—I am all about I mean, that right if now. If they are so if we start fighting back. Yeah. We're going to lose it all, and it's these corporations as well as our as this woke government that is destroying us. And we've got to wipe them all out at the same time. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Matt. I appreciate your call. All they're doing right now is just grooming, because what what they what they're doing is is very intentional act to make this acceptable in a generation. You get a generation of kids, and you teach them that this is the norm, right? To be what they're 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 happy to use the term queer now. I thought it was I thought it was a slanderous term, but they're happy to use. I thought it was like the n word, but no, according to them, that's their that's their favorite word. And he, and he says we're all that we are. All of us are queer. Well, no, I'm not. Uh, never have been and never will be so no we're not all queer but disney's in the process right now of grooming and i I, you know i I get back and the first video i see is about uh i don't know 12 to 15 black women fighting in the middle of disney world right in front right in front of here it is it is ripping each other apart In front of uh, uh, It's a Small World. Because somebody had, one woman had left the line and had come back to get in the line, and they wouldn't let her in the line, and so they just started beating on each other. And here's like, I don't know, 15, 20 black women just beating on each other in front of a Small World. It's just indicative of of where we are as a society right now. The the collapse of society is basically what we're talking about. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is going to give ID cards to illegal aliens who are being released into the United States so they can get welfare of course if you show your biden card you can come on in he wants to make the border just a checkpoint and that's it back and forth back and forth show your biden card you'll be able to vote you'll get welfare you'll get health care you get housing you'll get food and you'll also of course be able to vote now look as far as the open border is concerned i had a great conversation a lot of a lot of people on the cruise this week that were from this area everybody escaping the 105 degree temperature like nancy and i did and it was great to meet so many listeners on this cruise I had a great time with you guys we had you know conversations people would ask me questions about politics and all that and what i thought about this that and the other although they knew because they listened to the show they still would ask me <laughs> and we had a conversation about the open border and i you know I, I tried to make it as as easy for everybody to understand so big corporations First of all, we all know the Democrats love the open border because that's voters for them. That's why Joe Biden is going to give them a card so they can get welfare, so they can get health care, so they can get housing assistance, and so they can vote. Show your Biden card if you're an illegal alien, and you'll be able to vote in America. That's the whole plan for the Democrats. Now, big companies love the open border because they love the cheap wages, right? They get cheap wages. It's just a money game. If you've got 200 people uh, uh, competing for one job, you're going to pay less for that job than if you've got two people competing for that job, right? That's just the law of economics and how it works. So big corporations love an open border because that means that they pay less money for that job. Cheap wages equal more poor people including the middle class workers in America because now instead of competing for higher wages because there's fewer workers with more workers coming in from across the border the middle aged or, or, or middle income workers are now going to be competing for those lower wage jobs it's just economics that has, it has work and and big corporations they love that they love they would much rather pay somebody $15 an hour than $100 an hour just makes sense from from where they're concerned so everybody competes for the lower wage jobs then right so what happens when you have more poor people because you're having everybody's competing for for less uh, for less pay what, what what happens and this is where corporations screw up This is where they get it wrong. And they don't realize it because they're so darn short-sighted in in their thinking. Oh, yeah, man, I got all these great workers around here. I'm Amazon. I'm paying nothing for wages. I'm so-and-so. I'm paying nothing for wages. Okay, well, then let me just ask you a question, Mr. CEO. Who's going to buy your crap? If you import all these cheap workers that are coming into the country right now and they're going to be competing for cheap, low wage jobs all across the country and middle income Americans will soon be competing for those very same low wage jobs. See, this was the beauty and the brilliance of Donald Trump. He knew in order to have a strong economy, you had to have people out here, us, you and me, that made a decent or a great wage so that we could buy the crap that they're selling us. But if you're a bunch of Poor people living in a country, because you have so many people, too many competing for one job, and low wages is all that's paid. Who's going to buy their crap? So Amazon loves paying nothing for wages, right? And pretty soon you're going to have a bunch of people competing for nothing for wages, and then you've got a bunch of poor people in the country. Who's going to buy that new Ford? Who's going to buy that Tesla at $100,000? Nobody. That's the problem. That's why you want to control the border and you want to control who comes here and you want people who are going to come here to become a success because if they're a success instead of sucking off the government, if they're a success, then they can afford to buy the stuff that American manufacturers are making. But if you import a bunch of poor people, if you bring the third world here, then we all become the third world because we're all competing for the same jobs at low wages. And that's why... We have to make sure very few people come into this country and only people that are qualified, that will do a great job, be able to make the high wages, drive up wages in this country so we can afford to buy the stuff. Big business, big business just doesn't get it many times. They love cheap labor, baby. It sure is nice. Sure is nice. But cheap labor is not going to be able to buy a Tesla. And pretty soon we're all, if they keep this up with the border, we're all going to be cheap labor. All right, quick break. Carl Eggers will join me next. I've got to tell you about my friends over at uh, Church Funeral Home. What a great uh, family. What a great group of folks they are at Church Funeral Home to take care of all of your funeral needs. I talk a lot about, you know, the, the planning of the future, and making sure you've got a plan in place and that you have sat down with Church Funeral Home, done pre-planning and pre-need, and I hope you've done that. If you haven't done that yet, please do that very soon. It's an important thing that you need to do. To Have your funeral planned out for the future so that your kiddos or kiddos or whoever's in charge of your estate does not have to pay the absorbent prices uh, in the future for funerals. But if you need them now, if you are in a situation like right now and somebody has passed away or they're in you know, the, the last days of their lives and you need somebody, Church Funeral Home is there for you as well. They'll answer the phone any time of the day or night and ready to meet with you and talk with you about funeral planning, putting together a plan that's going to work for your family. Uh, representing and and certainly respecting your family's religious traditions or maybe it's a non-religious whatever and they got a gorgeous facility in church they can have the funeral there or if you choose to have it at your home church or whatever they're cool with that too they'll make it happen for you at your family funeral home that's shirts funeral home 210-658-9224 newsmaker hotline the stock market headed broadly lower. The down- well, let's get a handle top top on that right now. Rolling. Carl Eggers, com is joining guys. me. Good morning, Carl. What's the latest? Hey, Trey. Well, we got a big week. Uh, not only is the Federal Reserve meeting this week, and they're going to likely hike rates again to kind of slow inflation, but in addition to that, um, we got a bunch of earnings coming out. The so profits are coming out by companies, and we're going to really see our consumers cont- continuing to spend are we continuing to see, you know, is, are, is inflation affecting these big companies and their earnings reports? But markets looking a little better. I will tell you this, Trey, the market is already pricing in a Fed cut, a cut, not a hike next year. Wow. So a lot of people think that the Fed's hiking only so that they can cut again when we have the next crisis. So <laughs> very interesting to, to see. And, uh, but right now that everybody's focusing on, you know, has the, has the Fed done its job? Is it hiked enough? to slow inflation down so we're going to get a little glimpse of that this week all right sounds good carl thank you very much uh, creating com. carl eggers by the way the white house now says a, con- a second consecutive quarter of negative gdp does not indicate a recession they are changing the definition of recession now of course they are <laughs> it did during trump's years but during the Biden years, absolutely not. Uh, Greg Popovich says we live in the most racist country on planet Earth. I had no idea that it was this racist. We'll talk about that. Do you think America is, uh, is the most racist place on planet Earth? That's coming up. And where and rhyme gets get started next, KTSA.